Welcome to Behind the Line, coming to you from the socialist Marxist lines of Washington State, the liberal utopian petri dish for the rest of the U.S. So what we're going to talk about today is the situation of law enforcement in Washington, specifically King County and City of Seattle, where, as you know, the Seattle City Council has voted to defund the police department. They want to defund up to 50%. And uh, King County has also, uh, well, the county uh, executive has put forward a plan to defund the sheriff's office. We're not sure by how much at this point, but uh, assuming the council is going to go along with this uh, because the majority of them also support this decision. So what are we going to do about law enforcement? What are we going to do about fighting crime? What are we going to do about locking people up that need to be locked up? What are we going to do about protecting the citizens of Seattle and King County? So I was a police officer for nine years. And during that time, I was on the uh, county's tactical tracking operations team. I was also a certified sex abuse investigator, a uh, drug investigator, and also a fraud investigator. I had an on-duty shooting about midway through my uh, time in law enforcement, so I'm familiar with uh, officer-involved shootings. It's not why I left law enforcement. I also spent uh, five years working as a private investigator, and I was the uh, court defense investigator in two counties. I was the defense investigator on a triple homicide, so I'm intimately familiar with court proceedings and how they work. I also worked as a fugitive recovery agent for 16 years, uh, mostly in Washington, but I traveled to various other states to uh, make arrests and return uh, fugitives to Washington State. And, you know, during that time as an investigator, a fugitive recovery agent, I had uh, good and bad interactions with law enforcement. So I've had my fair share of uh, poor interactions with law enforcement as well. So as I stated before, Seattle PD has voted to defund the police department. City Council wants to defund them by up to 50%, although the amount they're going to be defunded is yet to be determined. But they've already run the black uh, police chief, female police chief, out of town. Uh, The cuts they've already made um, have been cuts to the administrators' uh, salaries. They cut the DUI unit completely because they said that uh, enforcing DUIs like that is an outdated policy. And they have cut the sex offender unit down to two officers to enforce all the city of Seattle sex offenders, which is impossible. They've also put in a uh, new police chief, interim police chief, a Hispanic gentleman who uh, works for the department already and he's the one that's made these uh, updated cuts. The King County Sheriff's Office is also slated to be uh, have their funding cut. Some of the cuts that they've already made 
Um, they're going to be cutting their gang unit entirely, so no undercover officers out there to enforce uh, gang unit issues. They're also going to lose a number of deputies on the streets. Uh, the sheriff's office is responsible for transit security, which is going to see cuts. And there's talk that the helicopter, uh, which is available to all King County law enforcement agencies and the search and rescue team, could be cut. King County is also talking about cutting the jail, the main downtown jail. They, they want to close it completely. Uh, the jail houses 1,900 inmates, currently down to about 1,300 because they released about six or 700 due to COVID. Uh, the county executive has told the other jails in the county that they will not move inmates uh, to their facilities and will not expect them to take on the increased burden, which means basically that they're just not going to arrest anybody and put them into the King County Jail. And there won't be a jail to put them in anyway. Now, something else that also came out just this week about uh, home monitoring in King County. A lot of inmates uh, are placed on home monitoring instead of being kept in the jail. This could be an option for them if they were to close the jail completely to say they're going to put ankle bracelets on these people and let them serve their time in home confinement. The problem is a local news agency found out that they are not monitoring the people on home monitoring on weekends or after 3.30 p.m. on weekdays. So between the hours of 3.30 p.m. and 7 a.m. Monday through Friday and at no time on weekends are these people being monitored for their activities and they just recently had a guy that was on home monitoring uh, leave his home during unmonitored hours and go to a uh, his ex-girlfriend's house and assaulted her and her son. They also want to make drastic uh, cuts to the juvenile system. In fact, they uh, have embraced a policy of no juvenile incarcerations whatsoever for any crime committed. Murder, rape, no incarceration. They're taking on some sort of a community policy where they would sit down with the uh, the suspect and the victim and just talk it out. They say they got this from a uh, Native American uh, policy, the way Native Americans did things uh, back in the day. They call it peacemaking circles, which is a lengthy process designed to increase empathy and strengthen bonds between kids and their communities. So basically they make the juvenile offender sit down with the victim or people that were, uh, you know, victims' families or, or whatever, and uh, basically the, the uh, suspect apologizes to the victims, and this is supposed to help everybody move past it and keep the uh, suspect out of custody. Anyway, that sure sounds like a great plan. King County is also elected to not prosecute certain felonies. Um, Seattle has uh, gone ahead and they are going to open the first 
safe injection site in the country. Don't think they have a location slated for that yet, but this is going to happen. Seattle has also talked about legalizing sex work. Um, so, what is the answer here? I mean, what what do you think is going to happen if you cut all of this law enforcement and jail services and stop putting people who need to be locked up, locked up. Crime has already gone up. Murders are up. Drug use is up. You open a safe injection site, you're going to be bringing homeless from all over the country to use drugs here. They're already coming from all over the country to use drugs here. You're going to have crime in the neighboring areas going up because people are still going to need to steal to get money to buy their drugs. You're going to have gang activity increasing because the gang unit's gone. You're going to have gangs using juveniles to commit crimes and sell the drugs because they know the juveniles are not going to be charged or incarcerated. So there's no, there's no consequences for their actions. Now, I agree that something needs to change. There is a lot of ignorant or law-ignorant police and uh, a lot of police with bad attitudes. I've had my own interactions, like I said, when I had fugitive, uh, when I had my fugitive recovery business. Uh, I was arrested once for arresting somebody, which was found to be completely unjustified and charges dropped, and I probably should have sued the department for that. Uh, I've been threatened to be arrested several, numerous times, actually. Uh, taken down at gunpoint when I was doing fugitive recovery by police officers that had no idea what my job was or the legality of it. Uh, when I went through training in law enforcement, the amount of time spent by a lawyer, by the prosecuting attorney, explaining laws to us was very short. So definitely there needs to be more training on the laws and how they should be enforced. There needs to be more training on community and different cultures and how they do things, especially in the big cities. And I, I do think that it would be a good idea to have social workers employed with the police to respond to domestic violence. I don't think that social workers should be the only person responding to domestic violence. Domestic violence calls are very dangerous and they can change very quickly. Something needs to be done about law enforcement and you need to make your voice heard. You need to contact your city council, your county council members, and let them know that change should happen, but defunding is not the answer, especially with crime spiking now the way it is. A recent poll by a local news agency found that only 20% of people in the city of Seattle supported defunding the police department by 50%. That's not very many. The city council needs to listen to the will of the majority of the people, not the minority of the people who are making the loudest uh, complaints. So make your voices known, folks, because this city could look a whole lot different in a few months if the police department continues to be defunded the way it is. Until next time.